You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. You are not allowed to make fun of that. It's this for the is little a, guy. It's not just, it's not for the little guy. You know, when you keep the, talking about it, like all of a sudden your voice almost sounds littler when you talk about it. My voice is not getting it. higher. I'm just telling you that it's an important it's thing to discuss. It's getting higher and doing. smaller. <laughs> Not getting higher. It's an important thing. <laughs> I am this, more manly because I'm embracing it. This guy is uh, is a fashion, uh, uh, like a revolutionary. Like a modern day fashion icon? A fashion icon. I don't know if he's an icon or not. I don't know the definition of it. I don't know fashion enough. But he is catering to needs that have not been met for a long time. And I'm saying this guy, this guy is on top of it. This guy knows what he's doing. Are you going to give him your American money? Oh, I will give him my money. Oh, okay. Oh, absolutely. All right. He is getting my money. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillin. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. I want to uh, say thank you to everyone, too, who listens to this show. Whether you listen to it or not, the fact that you do this one thing, is so we're, we're so appreciative of it, and that's going to funemploymentradio.com <laughs> and clicking on the Amazon link. We have. Now, uh, have you looked? Is this uh, is what you're talking about available for purchase via the Amazon link? If you go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. No, but we'll get into that here in maybe a second. Maybe it I is. I'm saying like it couldn't. It's not maybe, that far but that, okay. Well, let's not. You're mixing up two different things here, Sarah. I'm very passionate about both separate but equal I'm more passion. passionate about the one that sponsors us. Well, that's what I'm talking about. You're the one that changed the subject. <laughs> FunEmploymentRadio.com. Click on the Amazon link. Of course, we have our live subscribers in here. And I want to say, give a shout out to the person who goes by Stranded in Bakersfield who said that uh, he had his uh, parents who were buying a brand new like uh, workout set, like gym exercise equipment, went through FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicked on the Amazon link when they made their purchase. God bless you, Stranded. Thank you so much. We really, really do appreciate it. Okay. <sighs> Separate topic. Separate thing. This is what we have to get to. And it is this. Sarah is making fun of it. There is, it's something I've talked about for a long time on here. Yeah, and so this has been Greg's I gotta break burden it down. to bear. Since he's going to get it, he's going to keep it real, you guys. So what he's going to do is, we were all like joking at the beginning, but now it's time to Let's get, get serious. serious. Let's put our hats on backwards. Let's wrap for a second. Turn that chair around, Greg. Because not only I need to speak to my people, but I also need to educate other people who don't understand what it's like. And I, of course, am talking about the shorter gentlemen. The shorties. The shorties. The shorties of the world. And uh, we have long been burdened with a big, big issue when it comes to shopping for our pants. Oh and it God. is this. It is this. <laughs> I like how other people when have you, real problems. And you're like, but our issue, our burden our pants, is our pants. People, we all have things that, that we... <laughs> That we don't all have work. Things that we work through. That, that society we... needs to change, and it's for us short people. Let me just say this: not only, I mean, there's there's a lots of things I could get on into with societal issues when it comes to short people. Oh my God. However, what I am going to talk about is the lack of pants designed for a shorter man. We're not all giants in this country. Some of us are sized just right like the rest of the world, where we're like normal sizes. And then you have all this country full of giants, and then people like me who aren't maybe necessarily a giant. If you were we normal size, then why would it be a company for short people for short pants? Well, that's... It at, doesn't no, say normal the rest of the size. world. The rest of the world is more like my size. I'm saying it's... We have... All these tall people here, and it makes it really hard to buy pants because I can never find pants that are too long. And then people like me have to walk around and their pants bunch up at the bottom of the legs because they don't have the inseams that are short enough. And then you walk around and people like Sarah make fun of you because your pants are bunched up at the end. And it's not like I'm doing it on purpose. It's because I can't find any pants that fit. And ta- getting them tailored, that's a pain. And then you, you know hemming them, that looks weird because it looks weird. Then it looks different at the bottom. Plus you're asking your mom to hem your pants and you're a man. I don't ask my mom to hem my pants. Anyway, what I'm saying <laughs> is there's finally somebody addressing this issue and I want to I want to give give them the proper spotlight they deserve. And it's this Sarah has been making fun of me for this. It's been since last week. We haven't talked about it on the show, but we need to address this. <laughs> it's this company by the name of uh what's his name? Peter Manning. Oh, Pe- like you don't remember it. Yeah, it's Peter Manning. 
out of New York City. Peter Manning out of New York City, who is designing pants for shorter people. For the smaller man. Well, for smaller man. Okay, I've, I've got a couple of issues here. I want to I read this. Now, I've got a lot of fellow, fellow short pants people out there that are listening to this show. short pants, he means short people. Short people who need short pants, and, and I'm sorry, this is going for for male pants, uh, you know. But that's that's what for he's designing for man for man pants for shorter man pants. I wear man like jean shorts. Then maybe these would work for you. Well, I, well but I don't wear like the jeans jeans because we've talked about this before. I, I don't wear jeans. But well, if you wear, I do for my jorts during the summer, which su- summer season is coming upon us. But I don't need to worry about if they're short or long because I just cut them off. Well, if you wear short, if you you wear man pants, and then this is for you. Uh, and here it is. So, Peter Manning, NYC is, is what it's called. And it says, Peter Manning, NYC is an online clothing company that is dedicated to and designed for the 30 million men in the USA and countless millions abroad who are five foot eight and under or, oh, wait a minute. What? Or, quote, not so tall as we like to call it. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take an issue with that. You aren't tall. Well, I don't like to refer to myself as not so tall. You're comparing tall. yourself to something that you're absolutely not. That sounds like I'm just trying to, you know, I, I'm belittling myself, if you will, by saying, oh, yeah. Belittling. Oh, no, I'm just not so tall. That sounds like a, that sounds sad. That's a sad way to put that. I would say short and proud would be a better way he could have addressed that. But <gasps> All right, not so, so tall. he's not in. I don't believe that Peter Manning out of New York City is zen with the fact that he's short because I, too, am mean? reading. I am reading the fit guide who, like, who are five eight and under and or not so tall as we to call it. So I'm reading another part of his website where it says why is fit important? It says fit is everything. Well fitting clothes make you look great and taller. Oh no. Oh, Wait a minute. No. Is he does he have short man syndrome? I think he might have short man oh, syndrome. Oh, they're the worst. They're the worst enemy of short people are the ones with short man syndrome. Oh. They make us all look bad. I hate that. He's so, okay. Oh my god, he sounds like an angry guy. He sounds like an angry little guy. Oh. I'm reading this. <laughs> Why not mean? just take my clothes to the tailor? Uh, short guy Peter Manning says, "Let's face it, going to the tailor is a pain." And then he goes on and on and on. He said, "Usually, when we try to fix something at the tailor, it just begins uh, ends up being out of proportion, as we have learned from bitter experience." Well, I mean, to some extent, I can understand that. All right, yeah, he does seem. In the end, many of us skip the tailor and live with clothes that don't fit, and that's even worse. How is not so tall defined? Don't don't call us not so tall. All right, the average height in the U.S. is five foot nine, so we define not so tall or shorter guys as five eight and under. This represents about thirty percent of the male population, but there are also taller guys with shorter legs who love our shorter inseams. Man, dude, Greg, I'm looking at this. You're not I don't really think that he's spe- the advocate. Spell it out like that. I don't think he's the shorty advocate you've been looking for. I'm looking at. Did you see his uh, his idea about the tailor tax? What do you mean? He claims that short want- people have to pay an extra tailor tax. To get your clothes tailored. Uh, well, yeah, no, that's true. Peter says the tailor tax is a, cur- a term we coined, which represents the amount us shorter guys have to pay to fix our clothes. We pay lots more than other guys. <laughs> he sounds like an angry man. Oh, that doesn't, that doesn't make us look it that doesn't good. doesn't make it. You're, you're supposed to be comfortable. He's supposed to be like a suave short guy. Instead, he just sounds like a desperate. You're supposed to make it where it's cool to be short. Like, that's what you. Yeah. yeah like, shorts in. Like, everything, you know, all the entertainment magazines will be like, ooh, tall is out this year. Whoa, too tall for this ride. Only short people allowed in here or something like that, you know? And then, like, it'll become a cool thing. Like, rappers will talk about being short. And then, you know, and then, like, movies will be dedicated to, like, short people. They'll, they'll like, get rid of all the stupid tall people that, uh, that ruin everything. Wait, get rid of them? Are you talking about, like... No, I'm not talking about like that. Wiping out tall people? I'm not talking about wiping out tall people. No, tall people serve a very useful function in society. They're, they're fine. I like them being around, but I, I want to maybe uh, knock them down a peg or two. Okay. You know, let's let's even things out a little bit. I'm looking at this. So Manning is the go-to person for the for famous shorties. That's what he's saying. He has dressed both uh, Mark Ruffalo and he has also dressed... Elijah Wood. Oh, Elijah Wood. Well, I do know. Your fellow Smallies. He is a fellow Smallie. Mm -hmm. I still don't know if I can. Oh, never mind. I'll I'll have a story at some point. Um, But uh, yeah, see, so this guy knows what he's talking about. Uh, He's been featured on uh, Good Morning America. Where everyone probably just laughed at him for being so small. They did not laugh at him. They probably did. Well, they people like, on TV are usually kind of smaller too. Look at yeah, that's that. That is one thing. As short people do have uh, a good a good deal on that stuff. Um, no, they were probably like, oh, look at those pants. They fit and they don't bunch up at the bottom. Maybe you need to be the Peter Manning of the West Coast. 
Because they have Peter Manning NYC. Why don't you do be Greg Nibbler PDX? I did used to work for a uniform company where I did have to take measurements and, and understand how pants worked. Um, and, and I do. So I do have some experience in that. I had to like tailor. I was like a tailor where I would go out and like take measurements. It was really awkward. Um, and then. Uh, did you go from like foot to crotch? Uh, we, we did the whole thing. I would, I would have them hold it on, on their own. Yeah. Like I would sell uniform services. So we go to places where it's like 50, you know, industrial workers at a plant for something. We're like, all right, guys, we've got to fit you for your new pants and shirts. And, uh, and yeah. And then I, and then they'd all come in one by one into the cafeteria and I'd have to measure all their measurements. Um, so I do have experience, though. Blocked out some of that, but yeah, it's uh, I do I do understand how it works. Maybe I could be the the guy the guy on the West Coast, the Peter Manning of the yeah. I mean, are they like really expensive? Is he like, is he like gorging you for the prices? Like, they probably are super expensive. Huh? They're expensive for less material. That's pretty genius, actually. Taking something <laughs> he's saying he's like fixing a market that hasn't been cornered yet. He's taking it. Gouging you for prices, making compensating for the tailor tax that he says you already pay for getting things fixed, and still making a profit off of the little guy. Well, all the while, like vaguely demeaning you that you're like that you're trying to he, be, look I, taller. He does seem a little demeaning. I'm just gonna say, it's a little bit grating. I mean, that's why we've talked about it on the show many times. He's not that's like why, trolling us, is he? Trolling? Is he trolling us, short people? <laughs> Um, he does have a statement. Okay. Let's see. Uh, All right. So Peter Manning speaking to fellow short. By the way, uh, the, Peter Manning is not a sponsor of Fun Employment And nor Radio, will he ever be after we... <laughs> well, maybe. I'm just saying. The jeans are a little spendy. Experience the Peter Manning difference. Clothes designed for the not-so-tall guy. Oh, no, that's something you that an can't ex-girlfriend. That's what it us. says on his site. That's what like some ex-girlfriend said, and it's just stuck with him the whole time. And she's, he's like, is it my height that bothers you? And she's like, no, you're just... You know, not so tall. Oh, no. And then he's totally stuck with that. Like, Cindy, back in college when he was a sophomore, like, told him that she didn't want to go out with him because he was not so tall. No, that's the wrong attitude. That is the wrong way to look at that. Well, Peter Manning wants you to know who's the not so tall guy. Well, (laughs) the roughly 30 million men in the U.S. who are under 5'8", and countless millions more uh, who are all around the world, Greg. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Peter Manning's uh, statement. Okay. If you've experienced speaking to you now, this is Peter to Greg. And by the way, this is for all people out there who have had to experience the short pants issue when you go shopping. It sucks. All right. If you've experienced the struggle of finding clothes that fit, you're not alone. A company dedicated to designing stylish and proper fitting clothes for not so tall guys, five eight and under. We have shipped to all fifty states and over seventeen countries. We are here to void the traditional retailers uh, here to fill the void that traditional retailers have left behind, and we're leveraging today's technology to do so. Well, Greg, it's not just right. about shortening pants and sleeves. Which, by the way, I've gone shopping with Greg for uh, for fancy shirts for his digital trends job, uh, DT Daily. And he has to have a very specific kind of shirt or else they hang out uh, over his hands like he's one of those inflatable tube men. Well, they have to be sized correctly. I know my size, and it's very hard to find shirts that fit correct. So, yes, that you can actually see my hands. And it's, and I don't look like the inflatable tube man. But, yeah, that's... Well, Greg, Peter Manning and company started the company for a good reason, to avoid looking like you're wearing clothes that don't fit you. Or another short guy thing, you have to roll your sleeves up a lot. Oh, yeah, you look like you're as hard at work, but really it's just because they'd be dragging on the floor. It's because, because yeah, they cover up your thumbs if you, like, let your sleeves go out too long. So you got to roll them up, and then that way oh, nobody knows. Oh, there's no way. I'm sorry. I can't take you seriously if you have, like, dangling man shirt over your thumbs. That's why, that's why I roll them up. Oh, It's boy. difficult to find shirts that fit properly. I mean, you, they are out there. Peter Manning knows your plight. All right, I'm looking at this. He, says, he does. I just don't like the way that he's... Too many men have been walking around in oversized jackets and shirts and ill-fitting baggy pants for too long. Yeah. Shirts, uh, shirts aren't supposed to hang to your knees. Pants aren't supposed to stack at your ankles or drag and tatter on the floor like yeah. one Greg Nibbler. Yeah, that, that I know. Sleeves aren't supposed to cover your hands. And you shouldn't have to tailor everything or worse yet, shop in the boys' department to accommodate it. I don't shop in the boys' department. I'm a man. Well, if you can save some money, I mean, there's nothing wrong with going to the boys' department. <sighs> yes, there is. Yes, there is. So he has a size calculator, how to measure yourself, your very, very small, inadequate body. He can tell <laughs> you uh, how to do your your inseam, your ankle opening, <laughs> your rise, which I didn't know that was a rise, is your crotch, uh, waist, chest, and your sleeve. Your rise? Yeah. I don't remember it ever be co- being called that. 
Maybe that's a, I mean, he is a hip Brooklyn guy. Maybe that's why. Your rise? That's what it's called? Yeah. Your rise. Well, how big's your rise? So it doesn't have like the two. Let me get a measurement on your rise. Some of the differences with Peter Manning is uh, your pants have shorter inseams, your shirts have proper sleeve length, properly scaled details, and no pirate arms. (laughs) Pirate arms are a constant curse. Are a constant struggle. Pirate arms and the bunched up pants at the bottom by your ankles. That is the worst thing. You, the, I try to dress nice sometimes, but that is that is always an issue. It will never change. Like no matter what I do, no matter how nice the jeans are I'm wearing, they're still going to bunch up at the bottom. It's still going to happen. My thumbs are still going to get covered if I wear my sleeves out all the way. Damn it. Pirate arms. I never thought about that. Big billowy pirate arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big billowy pirate arms. All right. Well, anyway, I've got some disagreements with this man on how he's going about it, but nonetheless, I do appreciate uh, more. I dis- I disagree with some of the, the the verbiage that he's using, but I appreciate. So pirate arms is like the like puffy like Jerry Seinfeld sleeves from the pirate shirt. Pirate arms are where the sleeves are yeah too long and your There's hands like are billowy. like partially covered up. Yeah. So like your thumbs are usually so they're covered. almost like blouse like. <laughs> they are. They're kind of. They're blousey. They are kind of blousey. Okay. I okay. It's being noted in the chat, and this is a typical tall person thing to do. To try to uh, try, <laughs> try to, to shame you. Yeah, to try to shame a, a short person. Uh, Keelan in the live chat, he says, "Greg, have you tried short sleeve shirts? You know, I like short sleeve shirts as much as the next guy, but there's no reason I shouldn't be able to have long sleeve shirts too. As a short man, I'm, I should be able to wear. Plus, you don't want to wear, expose your you know forearms like the like a." You know, common whore. I have abnormally large forearms for my size, too. I have, like, yeah, Popeye I told arms. You, you're bulby. I'm not bulby. I mean, they're muscles. They're, it's not like they're they're flabby. No, they're you not know? flabby, but they're I just, got muscles. They don't look like, like they like fit because I don't work out, but yet I have them. And so it's kind of a strange, yeah. It's a strange appearance. It shocks people. So you want to cover I don't think it your... shocks them. I think it makes people uncomfortable sometimes. It's just like my calves. Like, they make people your uncomfortable. Your calves make me uncomfortable. Because I don't work out, so there's no reason, real reason no, I should have them. No, because like when all of a sudden, I mean, I'll shorts, run, but I mean, not whenever enough. it's short season, like they always catch me off guard. Like I'll look up, like holy shit, that's yeah. what's happening there. Because they're big, they're like, it's like your upper torso is like split in half and then like made into legs, and those are the size of your legs. Like they're way too big for like you're just like one, you're like a trunk, you're like a trunk. I'm a stout German. Barbarian You're like man. a tree. That's exactly what you are. No, I can climb mountains like, like crazy. Very... I am an amazingly good, uh, 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 good at, at climbing rocks and mountains and stuff like that and hiking. Uh, I'm fast. I'm good. I could scurry away. You would never find me. Okay. No, we should take a picture of your calves sometime. I mean, like, we're not... This is like, oh, it's like, ha-ha for show because it's ha-ha for show, but also Greg's calves are, like, scary big. Well, is that a bad thing? I can't help it. There's know, nothing I can do like, about like, it. I like can't go is... out on a calf diet. I mean, they're, and they're not flabby. They're muscle. Like, they they are... Oh, no, I know. They're like they're like rock. They're like a giant, like, rock stuck in the back of each of your legs. Yeah. Well, feeling real good about myself now. Mm-hmm. Between that and my pirate arms and my bunched up pant legs. Anyway, that's 20 minutes of that. I feel much better about myself. So Peter Manning might have the answer, you say. Well, maybe. I don't know anything anymore. Anyway, uh, how was Bremerton, Sarah? Oh, my goodness, Greg. I'm so glad that you asked me. Why are you trying to change the subject? Sarah, I have no idea went why. To, <laughs> went to Bremerton. I did. I actually just got back uh, quite literally like five minutes before the show started. Yes. I went home, dropped off my crap, and then just drove straight over here and jumped in. And we're like, all right, what are we going to talk about? All right, here we go now. Yeah. Um, it was good. I got to hang out with my niece, who I haven't yes. seen. So my sister uh, gave the birth about a month and a half ago. She uh, had a daughter on February 15th. So I haven't actually been able to because of like work and life and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to go up and visit my niece and my sister and, and her, uh, my brother-in-law. So I got to go and hang out with them. Got to take my sister out for the first time since she had the kid. Oh, wow. She got to go out for three hours. Would she have one beer and was just annihilated? She had or? three beers and she was trashed. Yeah, was it gonna... was hilarious. <laughs> so we took a, a cab from her apartment and we're like, okay, because she's still doing like the um, like the breastfeeding stuff, and she has to get home so she can. Okay, I don't. The, I don't need the details. I don't want to know. Maybe I don't want to know. I don't need. to There's know. a timestamp on how far away Good you enough. can do before doing something. Sounds great. Okay. So anyway, yes, yeah, so we go out. and Heather's like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna like. We went to a bar and like I got 
like a pilsner. And she's like, ooh, what's that? And she's like, ooh, a fancy beer? I'm like, yeah, but why don't you get one of those? As though she's never drank before. I know, it's but like she doesn't, been... she's not a beer drinker. Usually. Oh, that's like, she true. Was, she wasn't a beer drinker. Now she's going to be like, she was more like a vodka girl. But she's, you know, terrified of drinking anything. She's just like, I'm going to be on my ass. So we ended up like having a pilsner. Oh, well, like, fair oh. enough. Yeah, so we like went to this bar in uh, Columbia City and ended up getting some like deep fried pickle chips and, and a beer. And then like, you know, I had my beer and everything was fine. And I was noticing that my sister was like a little a little kooky and I'm like oh so we walked over to the next bar which was this awesome Mexican restaurant uh, slash uh, drag queen bar so it's like of, of course Seattle has a Mexican was, restaurant slash drag queen bar it is awesome but it's all of the like how does the, that wait a minute so it's a restaurant and I know because it's a Mexican restaurant uh, and uh, down the street is a, like an infamous drag queen bar and so all of the queens will come there out of outfit like either before or after their shifts oh okay so they hang out there yeah so they all hang out there Okay. And it's just a lot of like. I was confused if like the servers were or. No, it wasn't any of the servers. I mean, it might have been, but I mean, like it was. Full. That's it was just where they hang out. It was basically Heather and I, and then a bunch of uh, not in costume drag queens. Oh, okay, all right. It was awesome. It was awesome. That's so pretty Heather fascinating. And I, so Heather and I got some uh, got another snack. We're sitting there, and she had one Pacifico, and she's just like. And we ordered a second one after that because Pacifico is basically like water. So then yeah, she ordered right. a second one after that, and she's like, "This is my first third beer that I've had since I had the kid." She's like, "In over a year." And she's like, "I feel a little drunk." I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> I'm like, "You're fine." I'm like, "We're walking. We're taking a cab." And I'm like, "It's all right, little lady." You're just yeah. so adorable because it was like she was. I don't know, like a little kid at a just party. Hammered. Again. <laughs> yeah, like she was fine, but she's just like she was like laughing real loud, talking that she's like, oh, I can't control the volume of my voice. I think I'm drunk. <laughs> like, okay. And then uh, yeah, Seattle was great. So did that. Saw this uh, this crazy dancing man, which was one of the best things I've ever seen. Did you put up a Periscope on Fun Employment Radio for that? I did. Yeah, I, I missed when you did it, but I did see a, re- a repeat of it. Okay, I yeah. tried to, yeah, I was trying to film him. So uh, basically my sister and I had walked down to this Mexican restaurant, stayed there for like an hour and a half, having a couple beers and some food, walked back up that same way. The guy was still out there, so let me paint the picture. He looks like he was in the WWE in like 1988. Okay. And he was super tan, had a bright fluorescent yellow and black like outfit on, and like a black do-rag, white dude, straggly brown hair. Uh, kind of looked like Jake the Snake. Oh, okay. Like that, that age range? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but like super duper like fake and bakey tan. And he had he was standing next to one of those like power boxes. He had his boom box sitting on the power box. And he was just, he was dancing how you dance. What do you mean how like I dance? Like little, like, you know, when you do like the step and the bend and like your weird spazzy dance. Oh, he's doing he some jigs? He was doing some jigs. Some shimmies? So he was there when we walked by. I was just like. Oh, so he knew how to dance. He was the worst dancer I've ever seen. Well, wow, he's yeah. entertaining at parties, I'll tell you that. So he had his boombox there, not very loud. You're the one wanting you. to film him, that's all I'm and saying. And he was just dancing, and everybody else was not paying him mind. He's just the dancing guy in front of the Red Apple in, uh, in I think it's like Beacon Hill is the area of Seattle. So he was there, and so we left, and I'm, I'm, I was telling my sister at the restaurant, I'm like, damn, I so wish that I would have gotten a picture of that guy. And we walk back, and all of a sudden I hear like a, some faint dance music in the distance, and I see this head swiveling so he's around. he's just hanging out on the corner just doing that? It was over, it was like almost two hours later, and he was still dancing up a storm, just dancing, wow. dancing on the corner, just doing his own thing, not for money, no like bucket or hat or anything was out, was, okay. he was just feeling it. Okay. It was pretty magical. Good for him. Yeah. Good for was, him. He was good. Feeling it. He was feeling it. Okay. So yeah, it was pretty, and then just went home and hung out with the baby, who is really, really cute. Yeah. I've never spent a lot of time with like a newborn baby, and that baby's pretty adorable. Well, you are an aunt now. I am. So an you aunt. have to start impressing this kid. She likes so me. that. She, well, you got to make sure though. Like, what did you do? Did you bring bring gifts? I did, did bring her, her a pair of sunglasses. Did you give her candy? She's only a month and a half old. I don't think she. I'm not going to give her candy. She can barely, like, open her eyes. When I dog sit, like, that's one of the first things that I'll do is I'll, like, bring treats and then I'll, like, bribe the dog because that way the dog loves me for the rest of the time. I won't let anybody else know I'm doing that, but then it'll follow me around everywhere. Did you bribe the child? I No, I didn't bribe the child. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? And then every time she sees you, she'll love you. The only thing that the child wants is to be fed, and that is not something I can do. That's something only my sister can do. So, therefore... I don't know. I just held her and like bounced her around and walked around there. She's in the bounce, like she likes to just be bounced around and like walking. So I just basically, my sister's just sitting there, like, you know, for the first time in, mo- in a month, is just sitting there, like, on the couch, just like, you know, picking out a movie. And so I'm just walking around with the baby. Like, oh. It. Yeah, it's it. weird. Is there a video of this? No. I don't know. It just seems like a strange idea for you to be. It was strange. It felt strange. Like the first day, but then the second day, we spent uh, all day at Easter. 
uh, with some of my extended family and ended up just hanging out all day. And I, I felt like I really bonded with my little niece. All right. Well, that's good. And I bought her her first pair of sunglasses. They're hilarious. Okay. They're infant sunglasses that are giant purple flowers, which I thought were really funny, and she hates them more than anything. Every time I put them on her, they look kind of like baby goggles, and uh-huh. she would just scream bloody murder. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's not a good first so step. So my then. whole, I know, my whole like path to like try and get her as addicted to sunglasses as I am yeah, not, isn't going so well Not so off to a good start. Not off to a rip-roaring start. Okay. Because I was going to be like, oh, and then we can bond about the fact that I gave her a pair of sunglasses and she loved them so much. No. I don't know if you could force she that can't kind even, of thing. Like, she can't even use her hands yet, and she was like trying to rip that shit off. She didn't, yeah. She was not having it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so all in all, it was really good. Then I uh, woke up this morning and just drove back from Bremerton, and now I'm here with you fine folks. Excellent. And you little short legs. I'm not sure. But we do have a Tolly that we're going to be bringing in here, who's we do actually indeed. hanging out in the green room. Who is pretty awesome, and that is Dan Weber. And we've never had him on the show, and he's hilarious. He's fantastic. So Dan is here. He's going to be, uh, we're going to bring him in here in just a minute. He is doing a show. It is... Just the concept. I want him you to folks, explain You guys it. will like the concept. I want him to, you yeah, I want him to explain like everything. Uh, Reading the Bible with Dan is the official name of the show. It's on April 5th at Helium Comedy Club. Dan is hilarious. Dan is hilarious. And I think he thinks we're kind of crazy, too, but that's okay. He does. Well, so is he, though. I mean, that's in all true. fairness. I mean, that's true. in all fairness. Bonkers. So we'll have him in here to uh, to explain the show. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize Dan was from Tillamook, too. That's Are you just, like, stalking him on Facebook? No, it? I'm just taking a look here. I didn't realize he was from Tillamook, Oregon. He's an, mm-hmm. he's an Oregon original. Oh, so he's just, like, like bad country myself. smells like you. Yeah, Tillamook has worse smells I than I know, because I remember I've driven through, like, Monmouth Independence, and I've smelled the smells. The smells Monmouth Independence doesn't have that bad of smells. But that one part... You're talking about Albany. No, not Albany. Like, when you drive through that one... Oh, no, there is a part on the way there. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I've uh, driven with you and other people uh, through there. I'm not sure about the actual name of it. We call it the shit pond. And it's it's full of really? uh, cow saying, manure. Yeah, exactly. Like you're saying, oh, yeah. no, I don't recall anything smelling bad. But, oh, there's the shit pond. Yeah, I forgot that's about that. Well, yeah, that's on the way. That that's, was an awful smell. That, yeah, that's Rick Rial. It's being noted. That's not that's not technically Mammoth Independence. That's on the way to Mammoth Independence. Right, you well, go by you guys can go compare by the, shit smells together. The shit pond. Yeah. yeah. There well, there's a good right. segue out of this. Sure. <sighs> All right, let's go ahead and take a break. And we'll be back here in a minute with Dan Weber right here on Fun Employment Radio. Bye, God. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I've had so many people recommend that to me, too. It sounds so wrong. It like, does. I, I can't breathe, and like I want to do that. I don't want to take medicine. It sounds like it would be like you know something I would come to a natural conclusion and, about. And we didn't acknowledge the fact that both Sarah and I have like really terrible allergies right now. We're not sick. So we're not disgusting. That's why I keep telling people, like, I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not sick. Like, mm-hmm. even when I saw my dad this weekend, I'm just like, all right. I was telling my son, he's like, you have allergies, you we're, don't have a cold. Which is what we've just had to assure our, our guest I about. Know. And I did, I did, like, antibacterial my hands before I shook his hand, because then I saw him, like, see me blow my nose. I'm like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't think that I blew he my nose. He thinks gross already. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming to the show, Dan Weber. Hey, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Dan. I like that you waved at everybody, <laughs> hey. too. Yeah. Hey. So Dan suggested the neti pot thing right before we came on. And is this from because you've used it and it's worked well? No, I would never in a million years do that to myself. <laughs> it sounds so gross. But people people swear by it. Yeah. I, I also don't have allergies, right? Yeah. So I'm not miserable like six months out of the year. I think if I was miserable all the time, I might consider it, but... You give it a go? Yeah. But I, it, for me, like the idea of taking taking basically a teapot full of salt water Ugh. and then pouring it into one nostril Ugh. while it drains out the other nostril just kind of, no. Mm-mm. I don't even understand physically how you do it. You have to like sit upside sinuses, down? No, you like tilt to the side. I, I know how sinuses work, but I mean like just knowing that something's sloshing around in between your eyes, like on the front of your head, cleaning stuff out and then coming out your other nostril. Ugh. I can't do it. No. I can't do it. Well, I, I mean... In all honesty, you already have fluid sloshing around I up know. there that, all the time. Like it's not, Dan, it's not you like you're doing logic. something. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be logical. I'm just saying, like, it, it's gross. Like I don't know, from a from an evolutionary standpoint, I don't under, even understand why we have sinuses. Like yeah. they just seem like a hassle. Yeah. At the best of times, like <laughs> the thing, I either don't notice them or they suck. Like there's no right. I don't know why. Yeah. There's no good. Thing no. I can think of that that's that they that's serve. That's true. There's like, no, no happy sinus problem. No, yeah. no, no. no it's like, awful. My, my sinuses feel great today. No one, no one has ever said that. <laughs> Nobody. That's, Nobody cares. That's why we need to start genetically modifying people so we can get rid of that. Get rid what, of just this issue. Out the sinuses. Yeah, get rid the of sinus it. Sinus cavities. What good is it? 
No, that's that's what science is here for, to solve those kinds of problems. <laughs> yeah. yep. okay. Don't need them. Yeah, <laughs> done. Well, Dan, before you came on, um, Greg was just noting as he was stalking you on the internets, like right before you came into the studio, that you yes. are from Tillamook? Yes, I'm... That's how I grew like up born there, and yeah. raised. Uh, I I I I spent the first five years of my life in Hillsborough, and then we moved to Tillamook. Ah, all right. Yeah, I also am a, an Oregon native from Mammoth Independence, but oh, no kidding. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's dry town. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, equally depressing. Yeah. Equally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm gonna say no, but all right. <laughs> like I, I I haven't spent a lot of time in Monmouth, <laughs> but I've spent enough time in Tillamook to know it's one depressing, depressing fucking place. Oh, yeah. I bet. It's just cheese, and that's it. Do you get used to the smell? Uh, sort of. Like, yeah. But I mean, they do things like, like liquefy in the summer, so it's hot. You know, well, as hot as it gets there, like eighty degrees. So in the summer, they'll they'll liquefy it and then just spray it over a field oh, yeah. of grass. So yep. as bad as it smelled before that, it's like a million <laughs> times. They're just aerating cow shit, and it. Anyway, oh, the, that's I mean, awful. Yeah, yeah. The the high school mascot is the cheesemakers. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like the and it and it it seems funny, and then you realize that's just grimly prophetic. Like, <laughs> like a good percentage of the people who graduate from this school are in fact going to become cheesemakers of one kind or another, work in a dairy or work at the cheese factory or something like that. May I ask what the cheesemaker mascot? What does a cheesemaker mascot look like? Man, like you know, a- nobody was ever able. I mean, in in all the time I was there, they tried all kinds of different stuff. One was like a wedge of cheese, like a big wedge of cheese. Uh-huh. Uh, another one was a mouse. Somebody dressed up like a mouse. Like it was just, it never, never worked. Like it was uh-huh. never, I mean, there was never anything. Like you can't, I mean, honestly, if they really wanted to do it, they would have had a meth addict in a hickory shirt. <laughs> then it would have been so close to the reality of a cheesemaker. You're like, nailed it. Nailed it. it but that's With that a does... shit hose over the audience or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, can't, you, can't, you can't get a crowd on board for your football team if all you're doing is twitching <laughs> and jonesing and stuff. So. I know they did something right if like they're getting a bunch of the majority of people to stay and work for the cheesemaker. Uh, n- uh, or not getting them to, they just kind of do. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why anyone would stay. I mean, I graduated with a lot of people who did. Uh, and, and I'll tell people that I grew up in Tillamook, they're like, oh, you grew up on the coast. And I'm like, no, mm. no, <laughs> it's not on the coast. There's no beach in Tillamook. Like, you still have to go. Like, it's just close enough. That it seems like you should be on the beach, but it's depressingly far. Like you can't walk. You can't like. It, I would bike out there, and it would take like forty-five minutes, and I would almost get hit by hillbillies driving their trucks. It was oh, just the worst. Did you ever go to Pacific City growing up? Yeah, I, yeah. I had friend. I had a friend who lived there, and we would go to like the sand dunes. Oh, nice. People would go out in the. Well, I mean, I didn't because I wasn't like. I was out. I was a much different human being in high school. Like I was a good kid and like I didn't do drugs or drink really. I went to church a lot. Yeah, but I had I had classmates that would go out to Sand Lake and they would get shit house drunk and drive around in their like cars and get stuck and get in fights. Mm-hmm. And I honestly I I missed out, you know? Like I should have done those things. But now you're waste. taking your church preparation that you were going to and turning it into <laughs> your life now. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I definitely I have done that. So, yeah, tell us about, about reading the Bible with Dan. Uh, it's just, uh, I wanted I wanted to explain why it was that I stopped being Christian, right? Like, and it, and it, by, the Bible is the primary vehicle for me not being Christian anymore. Because mm. I read it three times. Uh, I read it once when I was a little kid. And I didn't understand like eight ninety percent of it. I was just like the words. Like I could, I could tell you what each word meant, but together it made no sense to me. I'm like eight. I have no way of knowing like societal impact. Yeah. Then I did it again in junior high, and there were times where it was troubling. But I was like, well, you know what? The adults, you know, they tell me it's okay. So, all right, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I read it uh, as a junior and senior, uh, senior in high school. And I was like, oh, this is just horrible and full of bullshit. And, yeah. and that was it, pretty much. 
uh, I well, stopped. you read it through. I mean, that's impressive like, yeah. in and of itself that you read the Bible through three times. Like I would just, when I'd get bored in church, I was raised Catholic. Yeah. I'd always just read the book of Revelations like over and over again. <laughs> yeah, so that was the only shit. thing that I found interesting because I loved, you know, like that oh, yeah. horror right. novels. I'm like, oh, this is as close to Stephen King as I'm going to get right. sitting it's in a, church. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a D&D psychedelic nightmare. That's yeah. what it is. I just got done doing that on the podcast, actually. I stopped. I was going like, all the way through from beginning to end, and then I realized I'll be 80 before I get to the book of <laughs> Revelation, and I really want to do this because it's so batshit insane. So I stopped where I was right after David kills Goliath and decided to do the book of Revelation, which I just we just got done doing uh, a couple weeks ago. Wow. So this is a show. How long have you been doing this particular show, first of all? The podcast is about three years now. I, right. started, I started after one, yeah, three years. It'll be four years, three and a half. It'll be four years on July 21st. I started it on my birthday. So uh, so for anybody who doesn't know, what happens on the podcast while you're reading reading the Bible? Oh, I, I'll just read a passage. Uh, sometimes it's just me. I'll read a passage and then I'll, you know, riff on like how crazy it is or if anything's crazy about it or whatever. Uh, or sometimes I'll have other people on and we'll chat about it. And in a live show, I normally have a panel where we read something. We read a story that everybody knows and then uh, we'll riff on on it and like how different it is from the way that it was sold to you. Like if you never read it, like the like the nativity story, if you never read how it actually works in the Bible, you've got a much different idea of what actually happens because they, they really, you know, they undersell some of it and then they, they like accentuate other parts. But really it's like, like the in the like for example, whenever they show a film of of God and Mary, like when when God shows up, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's always this long conversation where Mary is like, I don't know, blah blah blah. And in the Bible, it's just like God showed up and made her pregnant. Boom, done. Like that's it. <laughs> there was no conversation or like there was no like, hey, are you cool with this or nah? He just showed up and went. Now you're pregnant. All right, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we talk about stuff like that. So, when you do the Bible, like I, you were doing, did you start off doing it in sequence? Like, do you just pick like passages that are popular, or do you like the, go like page by page? On the podcast proper, I would go mostly in order. I mean, I've skipped some stuff. Like uh, the first three books of the Bible are very repet. The first three chapters are very repetitive. Mm-hmm. And uh, although the Noah's Ark seems like it would be great to do, it's spread out over like two or three chapters and it's just nonsense repetitive nonsense yeah and it says the same thing over and over again so i had so to skip that. gotten by so and so not even so that just oh. like oh we got two of everything two birds two snakes two of everything two right now you know just whatever like just yeah. constant all that and then uh i i am sad that i did not i did not read the part where noah passes out naked face down and his son Something happens, and then his son is like excommunicated from the family right afterwards. What did he do to Noah? Jesus. Yeah. So I didn't read that part, uh, but you know. So doing your show, uh, be it live or the podcast, have have you ever had someone on that uh, thinks that they'll be okay with it, and then are inadvertently like somewhat offended after it's been like after it started going? Or um, that hasn't. I mean. No, because well, religion's a tricky thing. Because sure. sometimes people uh-huh. think that something isn't going to be offensive. And they're like, "Oh wait, no, that kind of bothered me." That happens more with people who try to listen to it than it does with people I have on it. Yeah. I mean, the people I have yeah. on it are friends of mine. We all know where we stand. Yeah. Uh, but like, I've had people tell me like this was triggering. Like I, I tried to listen to it. It was giving me flashbacks of my time in Christian high school, and I've just got a call. They couldn't wow. listen to it anymore. Uh, so that happens more often than not. I I am having somebody on it this time uh, at Helium. Somebody who is your show on April fifth. You mean? Yeah, April fifth mm-hmm. yeah, at eight pm. Yeah, at eight pm. Yeah. Where you can get tickets at heliumcomedy.com. dot yes, yes. that's it. <laughs> uh, who's Catholic? And so that should be an interesting. That that might be the first time where somebody pulls the ripcord and has to like leave. Wow! Like I just can't do this anymore. Like they're practicing Catholic. Like, um. I think that they're like I don't know practicing, but I mean they're they're not they're not willing to say they're not Catholic. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. I think yeah. they have all the guilt, and they still like somehow 
Mm-hmm. Oh, this one's going to be good. So oh, I'm yeah, looking at this. Guilt. So this is uh, Dan's show, which is next Wednesday. Next April, Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Tuesday, excuse me. Tuesday, April 5th. Um, so it's reading the Bible with Dan. Dan and his friends uh, read the story of Adam and Eve getting thrown out of paradise. Yep, that's the one. Oh, that's going to be a thing of glory. And this lineup is insane. Right. So when you have a panel, is everyone just kind of stand uh, sitting on stage along with you, or do you bring up people like intermittently? Uh, I usually bring out groups, and then I'll like I'll, I break them up into thirds. So like five people will come out, and we'll talk one talk about one part, and then I'll bring in the next one, and so on. And I try to plan it out so that the people. Who come in based on like what uh, what we're gonna read? Uh, so they're they kind of talk about that anyway, like a little bit maybe. Yeah. Okay. So for example, like the first part of Adam and Eve is when Ad- Eve supposedly gets tricked or tricks Adam into e- eating the apple. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have a lot of the people who are gonna be in that segment are like all the people I know on the show who are like talk about feminist issues a lot because that's not what happens at all in the Bible. Like she doesn't seduce him or anything or like try to convince him. She's just like, Hey, I got some fruit and Adam's like dope. And then that's it. (laughs) Hey, we're both hungry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We made an apple sweet. Like that's it. It's not, there's no convincing involved or like the temptress bullshit is non-existent yeah. in, the, in the actual story. Wow. I know. I'm looking at all the people you have. So it's you, Dan Weber, uh, Noriko Ott, uh, Gabe Dinger, uh, Jacob Christopher, David Mascaro, Veronica Heath, Sean Connery, Jesus Christ. All right. Christine Levine, Adam Posse, Whitney Street, yeah, Anthony Lopez. Uh, so many people. Yeah. Like I'm just, uh, I have to stop listing them because it's just going to be yeah, listing it's, all it's the people. Yeah, it's a lot of list. It's, <laughs> it's a, a long it's list. A, I, I, I just, you know, I never know when I'm not going to get to do it at Helium again. Yeah. Yeah. So I just put on Stack as many show. people as I can. Heck and then, yeah. No, more, more yeah. is better than few. Yeah, right. Like So this time, and actually, I a couple of people aren't on that list who are on it, are like uh, Joanne and, and Caitlin, because people had to drop out. Uh, or people had to drop like drop out because they got busy or whatever. So I invited them on the show when it was still going to be on the thirty first uh-huh. or the thirtieth, and then uh, and then it so happened that it got moved and those people could do it again. And so it's just more people. So Caitlin Warehouser and Joanne Schenderly. Yes. Awesome. Nice. Wow, that is an amazing lineup. And that is Tuesday, April fifth. Yes. At Helium Comedy Club. Yeah. Yeah. And you also do uh, regular stand-up as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's not just the reading. <laughs> it's not all Bible. Yeah. No, see. not all. Well, I mean, I talk I mean, about religion a lot, so yeah. I guess it's not too going too far. I mean, I don't talk about it. I had this conversation with somebody not too long ago where, where I was like, I don't talk about religion all the time. And they were like, are you even listening to yourself? <laughs> like, of course, like every set, you mention it at least once, if not multiple times. And so I just kind of had to just accept, like, that's, that's what I. That's one of the things I like are. to talk about. Is, I mean, it's just you know, it's something that. It, I mean, people talk about it a lot. I don't want to make it sound like I'm the only one ever doing it, but certainly, uh, it's a hot button issue that some people in the audience really relate to, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do anyway. Is just like make those people like me, mm. and then I already know that like a good portion of the rest of the audience is going to be <laughs> either not on board or just fuck you yeah and i'm fine with it like i you know and yeah. you're well educated i mean i don't know a lot of people who can speak about religion saying like oh i read the bible all the way fucking through three times <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah i actually yeah. kind of know what you I'm got the background about. for it i mean i don't know if it, expert I, i'm not I'm i mean not. i'm an expert but i mean no that's three times more than i've read the bible through and i went to catholic school and sure right know, well, i mean yeah. you know yeah. most they don't encourage you to do though yeah i mean right? the reason is the they, the podcast outlines all the reasons why they wouldn't encourage you to actually read the bible <laughs> yeah because if you did, you might think like, oh, there's more than one human sacrifice in here. And, <laughs> and this guy let somebody, you know, uh, uh, anyway. Yeah. The whole Noah there's the horrible shit. The whole Noah and the sun <laughs> thing, it starts off bad, like right away. Like, you know, Yahweh murders 99.9% of all of humanity within the first five chapters. Like, that's not... <laughs> that's, that's, not too a, that's a red flag, right? Like, oh... <laughs> And then he's like, I'll never kill all of you with water again. Like, thanks. <laughs> the point one percent is sweet. Oh, so not water. Now it's fire. Yeah. All right. <laughs> or plague. Whichever one. It's cool. <laughs> Just not water, you said. <laughs> yeah. No water. Don't do use the water and then we're good. All right. Well, dance show is happening next Tuesday at Helium Comedy Club, heliumcomedy.com. And also, uh, reading the Bible with Dan, you're gonna be at Bridgetown this year. Yeah, I'll be at yeah, it'll be 
which uh, is so exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. I, I don't know who's on that panel. And I was going to ask, do you know, do you have any idea what uh, no, passage you're going to want to read? Oh, um, I'm going to do the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Nice. At that one. Good choice. Nice. Because uh, that, if there's any one story that everyone knows and is also batshit insane, it's that one. <laughs> like nothing, everything that happens in that is awful like nothing oh. <laughs> nothing good happens in that entire store like you know like job's like oh we got to get out of town and then he takes a nap and then he ends up like living in a cave and gets super his daughters get him drunk so they can fuck and it's just oh it's just like it's, it's it's just madness so and i you know I, but i don't i don't get it i'm not, that's not really the way to put it um I don't I don't know how to get a hold of a lot of the people who are on Bridgetown. Yeah. yeah. So I couldn't ask them to be on the show. That's kind of up to the people who organize it. Yeah. But I mean they can they can put up up to a twelve people or fifteen if they want. So I don't know Sweet. who's gonna be on it. I have I have people that I wish would do it for sure. But, yeah. Um who are on the, the lineup. But Oh that's exciting. That's yeah, that's kind of another cool, monkey though. wrench into it. It's just like yeah. all right, who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna yeah. be? Uh maybe I won't even know until the day of. Right. Like, you know, hopefully they've been. Hopefully they'll know. Hopefully I'll get a chance to tell them what the show is. Mm. Yeah, uh, at, least I also get a, do, at least get a synopsis of it. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> I also do a drinking game during the show. Oh, please to be telling us. It's called Behold, and uh, it's just every time somebody in the Bible says Behold, you have to drink, <laughs> and it happens so much more than you would expect. Like so, so much more. Drinking games, you're speaking our language. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the behold game. Yeah, that's just for the live one. I mean, you can play at home if you want during yeah. the podcast, but it might be sadder than you might want. It's not so much bad. of a game, really, at that point. <laughs> so much is a problem. Yeah. Uh, what's the best way for people to find the podcast? Uh, just on iTunes. Look up Reading the Bible with Dan. Awesome. Uh, it's on there. Or uh, uh, Reading the Bible with Dan at Lib dot libsyn dot com cool, cool. Place. and do you have a website where it's kind of your your landing page for everything that you're doing um it's in construction right now i had an old one and i don't really like it yeah. but uh it's dan weber comedian with one b with one b because uh turns out there was already a dan dot com uh and uh the new website will be called uh, the worst good person in the world dot com. <laughs> I like it. It's catchy. Well, that's going to be the name of my first CD for sure. Very cool. Nice. Do you have plans to record it anytime soon? No. Okay. I mean, I've only been doing this for like five years. It seems like I'd be jumping the gun a You're little bit. I mean, some people do it like really early on, but I want to make sure like that I'm not can- getting a lot better quick because I don't want to record it and then six months later be like, man, I. I used my that sucked. Material. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was bull. I was doing it all wrong back then. So I want to make sure that I'm not in that position. But I don't want to wait for 15 years either. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you already have the name, so that's like the hardest part, right? That's right. I've I mean, already got not the title. Not the album. The title name is the yep, the I'm most right. difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, get your tickets to go see Dan, and that is uh, Tuesday, April 5th. HeliumComedy.com. Get your tickets there. That is this. I, I want to go. This sounds like an awesome show. Heck yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Dan, right. thank you so much for coming in. We're so oh, happy you. that you finally yeah. got in here. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Oh, anytime, Dan, please. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll be back here in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Dan Weber, right here. He's great. I'm such a fan of his comedy. Like this is. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy we finally got the chance to get him in here. He is. Yeah. He is hilarious. You Definitely really check like out it. his podcast. Go to the show. It's it's going to be great. Um, Which I actually have only seen his stand up. I've never seen the podcast, but I've always wanted to see it. So I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So Tuesday, April 5th at Helium Comedy Club. Awesome. Uh, there's something else that's happening before that, sir. <gasps> Are you talking about our bingo night that's happening Thursday, March 31st um, at 6 p.m. at the Landmark Saloon, 4847 Southeast Division? Free to play, 21 and over. Oh, my gosh. Come one, come all. Um, I am, except for you forgot one thing. What? Sponsored by Rainier Beer. Oh, I didn't forget that. I was saving the best for last. Fine, Rainier Beer. So, Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night on Thursday, March 31st. That is this Thursday. Um, 
let me say it to this, uh, you know, everybody here in Portland or uh, in the Portland area that can make it, we would love to see you on Thursday. Yeah, because we have some potential other sponsors showing up, and the more people that are there, it's going to make us look better. So please, if you're thinking about coming out and you could come out just for a little while, that would be awesome. It would make us look really Honestly, awesome. Honestly, yeah, because we have some other shit in the works, and then if like the more people we get there, the better, and then it totally helps us out, and we can continue the show because we have people that are sponsoring us, and then it'd be great. So if you're on the edge or on the fence <sighs> about coming, it's, it's a lot of fun, um, but this, come down. Come down Thursday, March 31st. It supports us, one, which we really, really appreciate. But also, it's a ton of fun. It's I mean, fun. it really is fantastic. It's so All of our play. other bingo nights have been so, so much fun. And we're so thankful to Rainier Beer for sponsoring this one. Say it? We probably should. What? Oh, well, no. Well, okay. All right. All right. I mean, just we, so you, we don't 100%. We don't 100% know. But chances are this, this, this may be our last bingo night. Yeah, until we do, there's there's something else that may be coming up. So yeah. regardless, uh, come down. Yeah, come down on Thursday, March thirty first to Landmark Saloon, oh. six p.m. We are looking forward. We to We still need it. to figure out the bet. What bet? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, you know what bet? And don't you dare try to weasel out of it. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Uh, um, not much to talk about, so I guess that's it. That concludes <laughs> this edition of Ball Talk. You turd burger, so. All right. Okay, there's a, there are, well, actually, it's good news for me now that I'm looking at this. Okay. A uh, couple of things really quick. Before I, get, no before, before I get to this, I do want to say one thing. Congratulations to the Oregon State women's basketball team because they are killing it. And they're, what about the men's basketball team? Well, you know. That's fun. Hey, I, I, it's an Oregon State team doing well. I'm, I'm A-OK with it. Uh, Oregon State women's basketball is playing Baylor today. Winner goes to the Final Four. Uh, this is the first time the Oregon State women's basketball team has ever been in the Elite Eight for their tournament. Go Beavers. Yes, the Oregon State men's team is out. Blah, 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 blah. You know who else is out? The Oregon Ducks. All right, so here's the deal. The Fun Employment Radio Tournament of Champions is going on right now. You can uh, see the results at funemploymentradio.com slash TOC. And this is where we've had uh, all of you who are listening that wanted to could fill out a bracket and for the for the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament, the insanity of the month before April. And then you can play along and see who's going to win. So Sarah and I made a bet, and it has to do with our bingo night, which is coming up this Thursday, March 31st. And our bet was this. And it was specifically this bet. Whoever's oh, don't you dare. We each picked who we thought was going to win the NCAA championship, and then the bet was whose team shit. whose team would lose first. And then, of course, the team that went further, well, or, or that uh, that that didn't lose first, that person won. The Somebody's other person has to pay off the bet. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the bet. You picked University of Oregon to win the championship. I picked Kansas University to win the championship. And here's and this weekend, Oregon lost first, thereby first. making it Kansas going longer I into the tournament. I do not think so. There is no way in hell I am going to ever secede to you. Ever. 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 Okay, because Kansas, you know that what? That was the bet. That was the bet. We have it doesn't the- mind if it's it doesn't matter if it's the bet because you know what? You're being a jerk about it. I am not being I a am jerk about at it. The rankings. Okay, because there has but to be But the like, bet is a bet. All right, you know what? You since, made the bet. Since I lost uh three hours before, I'll add twenty points onto my ranking right now. <laughs> no, uh twenty places. No, no. Which puts me in number twenty six and puts Greg the bet at number forty one. I am currently in sixth motherfucking place. I am in sixth but that's, place. Congratulations on that, but that wasn't the bet. That was not Greg, the bet. I think that you need to just be a grown-up and say like... As long as you, you admit... You should be impressed with the fact that how good I'm doing. I am number six out of our entire long, thing. I get some credit for that. I didn't even know that I was doing that good. Hold up. You're talking about too many different things at once. I am not! <clears throat> you're, you're getting yourself all worked up here. Because you're a turd. I may be a turd, but I am right. All right, the, here's the deal. We did bet on whose team would go further in the championship. Oregon, by virtue of the schedule, played two hours before Kansas did. Yeah. And Oregon lost, and then Kansas lost. Technically, I'm right, but this is why I'm a nice guy. 
You're not a nice guy. I'm going to go ahead day. and say. You go from the day, not from the hour. Oh, well, well, we, we got to pick one or the other. I will say this, because in this tournament, with, with not picking the championship team, but in picking the overall score, where you try to guess how many games you can get correct, and then you get points for them, um, I have never done this bad in my entire life. I have never... I have never done this poorly, and let me tell you why. Because I've never had a year where I don't have a single team in the Final Four, and I don't have have a a single single team team in the Final Four. I did not get even one of them correct. Kansas lost. Virginia lost. North Carolina lost. Like, all four number one teams, or excuse me, I guess North Carolina won. They They were the one out of the top... It doesn't matter. I could go on forever. I have two teams. I, in the, I have in the no final. other teams playing in the tournament. All I, of my teams have lost. Oh, so you're done. I'm done. That's it. There is no more possible points for me to score. I have two teams going. I have uh, Villanova and North Carolina. <laughs> all right. So that being said, all right, Greg. So you are saying that just because I lost three hours earlier, it doesn't necessarily mean that I lost the bet, which means you lost no, the bet. No, technically you lost the bet. Mm. At best, we tied. We did not tie number 41. Speaking as number six, I have to say, like, you're starting to embarrass yourself. I'm just going. I just play by the rules. When you're embarrassing yourself, I just play by the rules. You're embarrassing yourself. People who, you know, winners win. And um, technically. Yeah, they do. I know they win. I won. I know because I'm not on the list. Are you trying to convince me to. Back out of exactly I'm what our bet was. I'm not convincing you of crap. You're so, you should just bow out gracefully. The, you should bow out gracefully. Greg. Okay, no, because you said that, I will not. I will stick by the rules <laughs> of what our bet was. Therefore, Same day. I won. It doesn't matter the time. I won. Uh, I will find it. I'll find the audio again. We'll play it back. No, it doesn't matter the time because they were hey, both the same Hey, I was trying. Day. I was on my and way. And by dint of that, Here. no, because we both no, lost. listen. Uh, you need to listen to me. No, listen, no, you listen. We both lost on the same day, which means we tied. Fine, Therefore, we tied. it defaults to the oh, points. no, no, no. Which means I'm at number six. You're at number 41. Nope. I don't think you can find you know a person in the world that would think you that you You know what you just won. did? If you hadn't kept on going down this road, I was going to actually talk about this. And say, yeah, you did better than me in that. But since that wasn't part of the bet, and you keep hammering this home. And the team that I have going to the finals also knocked out your team. We're done. I win. That's it. Someone, uh, our friend Mr. Jenky said, you know why you did so bad this year, Greg? Because you deserve it. <laughs> I will find this audio. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to find the audio of the actual bet, and we will play it tomorrow. Nobody to cares. Nobody cares about your audio. Nobody's cheering for you. Nobody thinks you deserve to win. Greg, just let me take it. After we listen to the audio. All right, that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. All right, well, you prepare the audio for tomorrow, and I'll prepare the bet that you're going to do on... No, okay, well, here's 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 the deal with that, though. Look, okay, I am... Before you kept going down that road, I was prepared to say, yes, I have done so bad in the tournament. Yes, I'm going to give you the win. However, since you wouldn't acknowledge the fact that I am on a technical aspect... Correct. You sound like a parent who's punishing their child. Like, well, I was going to let you go on that trip with Sally, but, you know, after you gave me some lip, I decided I'm not going to anymore. Well, I didn't see... I didn't use those words. Okay. All right, we'll figure it out tomorrow. Um, we do have a birthday that I'm not going to forget about. We do. And this is from the wonderful Dennis. And Dennis wanted to wish us a very, or wanted us to wish, and himself to wish, all of us to wish, his beautiful lady, Maria. Maria. Maria Rose, a very, very happy birthday. Now, Maria is so sweet for my birthday last year for my birthday she made me a bunch of like scarves and hats and uh, these like mitten beer koozie things she did 
and it was they were pretty cool. And even like a couple little baby hats for uh, for my sister for Eloise, which is like the coolest thing. Oh, ever. I didn't realize that. Did you give them to? I sure Eloise did. Yet? And she loved. Yeah, my sister loved them. So big, uh, big happy birthday to Maria. Maria. And hello to Dennis. And happy birthday, Maria. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. All right, there we go. There we go. All right, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You are all wonderful people. Um, big thanks to Dan Weber for coming in today. Big thank you to Dan Weber. Dan Weber is fantastic. Reading and, the Bible with Dan. Reading the Bible with Dan, and he's going to have his show at Helium next Tuesday, April 5th. Get your tickets to Helium Comedy. Uh, so worth checking out. I haven't uh, I haven't seen that particular podcast show, but I hear that it's one of the greatest shows in town. So Yeah, get, your, your, tickets. get yep. your tickets to go see. Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night coming up Thursday, March 31st. That's this week. We would love to see everybody down there. So come on down March 31st. Yes. To Landmark Saloon. Big thank you to Rainier Beer. Uh, tomorrow on the show, Ron Lynch is going to join us. Oh, very cool. Yeah, Ron Lynch is going to stop by. So we'll have that. Um, and don't forget, you can always subscribe to Fun Employment Radio by going to Fun Employment Radio, like be a live subscriber. Uh, FunEmploymentRadio.com slash subscribe. $6.99 a month. The first week is free. Get to hear everything live and join in the chat and all of the other wonderful shows that are on this network. And we appreciate that. Cha-la-la. Very much. All right. There we go. I think we've done enough of the work today. Sounds good. Okay. All right. I'm excited to listen to the audio tomorrow and then figure out. Oh, we'll the have the audio. I'll have the audio. Is. I'll have the audio. Uh huh. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Welcome. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.